You're actually being serious. I'm being being serious. First of all, I would love to see the conversation with you and Ludacris for four hours. For four hours. What was that about? Oh, my God. You know what it was? It was um, we had built an app at GoTV called Hip Hop Official. And um, Are you joking or are you being serious? No, I'm being very serious. And I told him about it, and I connected him to the producer of it. And we used to do... You know, reviews of new drops because you don't call it an album, don't call it a CD, maybe three, four songs. Did he tell you about his Cadillac grills? Yeah. Did no. you check out his? He was he was actually very cool. He was excited about he about some of his songs were going to movies. Yeah. And he wanted to do that. Awesome. You get that soundtrack stuff and you make money on it. I yeah. Remember. Well, like I say all the time, Tom, nobody's more hip hop than the business. No. Shoot. Hell no. No, but actually, it was Are you kidding me. He was, this is a guy that comes to the office listening to Hit Him Up every morning. <laughs> Hit him. He's a very unique uh, taste for Anyways, okay, folks, if you just joined in, welcome to the podcast. This is Home Team Today. We got a lot of topics. Um, I got uh, 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 javelins I want to talk about. The amount of missiles, javelin missiles we've given to U.S. and, and we've given to Ukraine. And if you see a couple of the numbers, I saw, I couldn't believe it, by the way, on how many contractors U.S. dealt with. Just 30 years ago in 1990 to how many we are today and where the CEO of Raytheon and, and, North, and Northrop Grumman, these guys are telling America to say, listen, all this javelin you're sending to Ukraine, you don't even know how long it's going to take us to rebuild them. You're running out. So, by the way, the supply shortage on that, we'll cover that cars. I'm going to show you a video. Same dealership just eight months ago. What it looked like versus what that dealership looks like. Today, okay. okay? Today in February, we'll see that uh, clip as well. Obviously, we got to talk about the article that came out from Wall Street Journal talking about lab leak, most likely origin of COVID-19 pandemic. Energy department now says, and mainstream media says, they don't know what they're talking about. Apparently, they've lost their minds. Larry Summers uh, discusses the uh, interest rates as well as Yellen Tom's got some thoughts on that. Two actors, both great actors, Woody Harrison from Harrelson. his best movie, Harrelson, the best movie he ever played in, which was obviously White Man Can't Can Jump. Guy. Come on now. And he called out everybody Ooh, on man. SNL. It was so quiet. You can tell everybody was awkward. Yes. Talking about the biggest drug lord in the, war, in the yes. world. Then Brian Cranston does the complete opposite. Talking about Trump's America, make, make America great again slogan is racist. A Democrat, Marianne Williamson, a close friend of Adams, yep. is going against Biden. I'm sure you got some thoughts on that. DeSantis says ex-Disney CEO complained of pressure over school bills, and he signs a bill placing Disney's district under state control. couple articles, Tom's got commentary on home prices will sink in these cities that were once red hot as supply starts to overwhelm demand. And another article that says, is now a good time to... Sell your house. Deion Sanders uh, said a couple things about recruiting quarterbacks versus defensive ends, which uh, some people laughed about it. Some people said, well, that may be a little bit crazy. And Tom Brady may go into comedy, by the way. But before we get into it, let me give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, uh, Aura. This is very important for you to be listening to this part. Guys, if you haven't already taken advantage of these guys and what they do, it is real. It is happening. Uh, uh, Cyber theft today where people are going after cybercrime today where people are going after credit cards. You saw the other day where how people are going into phones, starting to <clears throat> sell things. You're starting to see people using your social, and all of a sudden you got three credit cards. They're sending it to your house saying, hey, I didn't apply for these credit cards. If you're not protecting yourself, for somebody that's been in insurance for 23 years now, 22 years now, I'm all about protecting and being preventative. This is one smart, simple way to stay safe online, Cybercrime is ahead of uh, now uh, robberies. So if you want to take advantage of that, contact Aura. Today's uh, uh, podcast uh, is sponsored. One of the sponsors today is Aura. Uh, uh, protect yourself and your family from America's fastest growing crime. Try Aura free for two weeks and see if any of your or family's personal information has been compromised. You can actually see how many of your passwords are used on the dark web. A couple of our guys tested. If you've not done it, go ahead and do it. Start your 14-day trial at Aura.com forward slash PBD. Once again, Aura, 
Facebook.com forward slash PBD. Rob, put that link in chat and description for people to find it. Having said that, let's get right into home prices will sink in these cities that were once red hot as supply starts to overwhelm demand. So let's take a look at these cities. And then, Tom, I think you got a couple thoughts about what's going on with real estate. And he said there's a couple things that came out this morning. Goldman Sachs predicts that home prices will sink 19% in Austin, 12% in Seattle, 16 in Phoenix, 15 in San Francisco by late 2024 compared to late 2022 levels. While the housing market overall remains tight, those four cities have seen big increases in inventory and supplies overwhelming demand. Goldman sees a 6.1% decline in home prices nationwide for 2023 as mortgage rates head back to 6.5% which could be attributed to Federal Reserve's aggressive rate hiking cycle. Housing affordability is currently at historic lows, and median existing home prices for all housing types in January was 359, which is 1.3% increase from the same month in 2022. Sales of existing homes have dropped 12 straight months, and buyers are starting to gain more purchasing power and potentially benefit from lower home prices. Tom? Well, what we're getting is what's called a rollback. And a rollback is when maybe something spikes up and then it rolls back immediately because the maybe the spike wasn't uh, what it should be. All those cities, Austin, Seattle, Phoenix, and San Francisco, had real big spikes between July of 21 and the end of 22. And so now that's kind of coming back down a little bit. And those people right now are panicking because, you know, a realtor knocks on your door and says, hello, sir. Yeah, you know, your home was worth uh, four fifty a year ago. Now your home worth seven they're looking at that and they're like i should harvest this profit and so they're putting them on the market but they're putting them on the market at a time where the prices are shifting and so with so much on the market if you can stomach the interest rates like six and a half right now those markets are a good place to start uh looking around to buy uh, i know that doesn't help you Vinny. here in south florida we were talking about you looking for a condo mm-hmm. south florida not the place to be doing that right now it hasn't shifted that much but pat what we're seeing is a rollback in the super spike mm-hmm. and now there's so much on the market buyers have choices so buyers with good credit they can get that and stomach a six percent six and a half percent mortgage have an opportunity here and by the way if the rates go down in a year and you refi at three seven five or four but um, that's what we're seeing in these markets. It's not the same in the rest of the United States. So is this a good time to buy or sell? Well, if you're in a market where the rollback's coming back and there's some you know, some opportunities there, and I would compare the price that you're looking at on the rollback to January, February, March, Q1 of 21. Compare it. And if it's coming back there, now you're coming back in reality. Yeah. And so I would say, make sure you make it. It's not just that the price is dropping from where it was yesterday. It's where the price was dropping from where it was at the beginning of 21. And, and uh, Tom, so those places, you said San Francisco, I mean, Austin, it's, you know, it's growing. But like Seattle and San Francisco, why, are, why is all this inventory coming out? People just leaving because the, the People are trying to harvest. Suck. What I read this morning um, and uh, went to NerdWallet. They have a really great writer there who is very moderated and steady in his analysis. And they were pointing out that these were the areas that had super spikes. And the the tenor from um, sellers is, hey, prices are starting to go down. You know what? I want to harvest the equity that I got in here. I want to harvest the profit and then um, go figure something out. Well, let me let me read this article, and I'm going to go yeah. to you. So is now a good time to sell your home, WSG? I'm going to put these two stories together. In today's housing market, it's important for sellers to price their homes appropriately as buyers are more price sensitive due to high mortgage rates and overpricing could lead to fewer offers. Sellers in middle and lower priced segments of the housing market are uh, faring better while those in a higher price market are experiencing price drops. Uh, According to Rob Barber, CEO of Adam Data Solutions, it is also essential to avoid overpricing, which can backfire as buyers are often working with smaller budgets and don't want to uh, spend time negotiating with a seller. Interesting. Uh, Overpricing could backfire on the seller. Lastly, sellers may want to wait until later in the selling season to list their homes as the five days in which sellers receive the best premium over their asking price were during the third and fourth weeks of May. Interesting. So the best time to sell your house is third or fourth week of May. Mm -hmm. May 23rd was found to be the most profitable date with a 18.3% premium above market price. May 23rd. Uh, Adam, thoughts? 
Well, I'm, I was chuckling a little bit because both of you guys, before even Vinny asked, they were like, no, Vinny, now is not the time to buy right now. Because yeah. <laughs> Vinny, every episode, there's, like, there's, please so, don't. So, so it's now the time. Yeah, yeah in South so, Florida. In South oh, exactly. Florida. Exactly. Well, here's how I'm processing all this real estate wild swings. It's the same thing that we've seen with everything we've seen with the U.S. savings rates and with credit card debt. Since, since basically COVID started, We've seen these wild swings in how much money people are saving and now how much debt they have, these stimulus checks, the printing of the money. The, at the end of the day, even with inflation rates and interest rates, COVID, lockdowns, everything, we're still you know, on our path to this return to normalcy, right? So that, that's, I think, what's happening here. Now, specifically those cities, we've all seen what's happened in the stock market and NASDAQ over the last 12 months. They've been deflated. So you're talking Seattle, you're talking San Francisco, you're talking Austin, very tech-heavy cities. Meanwhile, you have cities that are big in lifestyle, like South Florida, Miami, Boca, West Palm, Fort Lauderdale. They're increasing. So ultimately, what does this come down to? It's supply and demand, basic rule of economics. So I, too, would look into a place in South Florida relatively soon, if possible, but I don't think that's on the horizon right now. Oh, great. Yeah, I, I have to tell you, like, <laughs> if there is a market where <clears throat> there will be desperate sellers. That's what I was going to ask you. No, there will be desperate sellers because people have a ten. History has proven, based on a lot of studies done on 113 billion people that have lived, people have a tendency of making bad decisions. Really? And when they make bad decisions, they become <laughs> desperate. <laughs> I'm, I told you this this is I, proven, by the way, yeah, by many no, yeah, scientists yeah, yeah, on yeah. both sides. Yeah. Uh, so. So meaning when bad decisions are made, things go for sale, which means there's a lot of things that's going to be on sale, whether it's in a great market, bad market, terrible market, but some markets are going to get hit harder than others. There's no question about that. I'll start asking also, less questions, not to cut you off, Tom. Just you three, please, just when that day comes, just because I'm not asking no Only more. if you promise yeah. to stop asking the same question I'm, every I'll podcast. tell everybody that's watching, I will never ask again. Just when, I, just one day, when it is right, walk in and go, You'll Vinny, know, Vinny. now. You'll Vinny. Okay. That's it, because so my mom is, I have to make my Handshake agreement. We'll, we'll probably be six months too late, because no one can predict that. Yeah, but okay. what, you, what you just need to know is, it's a hit and miss. You know, you, the other, yesterday I got interviewed by a guy. He calls me and says, yes, yeah, so we'd like to interview you, because we saw that you uh, uh, sold your Wayne Gretzky card for record-breaking number, the two PSA 10s for $2.2 million. So I'm like, okay, I, this guy's calling from Canada. It's a big paper. They're interviewing. I want to go to this year's Nationals. The big uh, card convention that they do, where I got I don't know a couple hundred thousand people go to it. So, so how does it feel when you bought this card for five hundred forty thousand dollars and you sold it for two point two million? I said it felt great. I said, but it didn't feel good six months later when one of my cards sold for three point seven five billion. Oh wow! Wow! <laughs> What's not the market? Did for you understand now, what though? you said? Yeah. But that's going to be a $20 million card in the next 10, 20 years. Jeez. Okay. It's going to, th th that card, you, you, you're not going to get your hands on that card. You may never see that card for the rest of your life ever again. It's not a unique card. Here's the point to time everything, you're, you, you have to be very lucky to time, and there's mm -hmm. people that are going to time it and get lucky with it. Uh, you want to make the right decision based on what's going on. Right now, to me, in my opinion, there's still a lot of uncertainties. There's uncertainties with investigations. There's uncertainties with interest rates. There's uncertainties with war. There's uncertainties with debt. There's uncertainties with leaders at the White House. There's uncertainties with election. There's a lot of different uncertainties. This is a good season to look for some opportunities. I think when unemployment, if unemployment to me hits the 5%, uh, if there's a marker I would use to buy and make aggressive offers would be if unemployment gets to 5%. That would be my marker. So forget about what I'm saying. Forget about what anybody else is saying. If unemployment's hitting 5%, that is a good time for you to say, I think this is a good time for me to go and make some offers because there's probably going to be some desperate sellers that he here's just what happens to life. And it's a very ugly part of life. I was a kid. My parents went through a divorce. When divorces happen, one of the two is going to say, I don't care what you do. Sell the house. I want my equity out of the house. Mm -hmm. So one has to sell. Yeah. So, but wait, babe, if we sell today, why are you being so dumb and greedy? Did you call me dumb? I'm going to call the lawyers. Right. Sell the house right now. It's worth $1.2 If we wait for six months, we can get $1.2. I don't care. Sell it today. You sell it for nine fifty. Sure. Well, the buyer made two fifty. Yep. I don't know if you understand what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, so I the buyer it. made two fifty. Divorces are about to go up. If unemployment goes up, these, thing, these life wow. things are going to happen. It's just, 
It's what's going to happen when people get fired. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. Finances are hard. Meeting your expenses is difficult. And the first thing that takes the biggest hit is what? Marriage. When marriage takes a hit, people make bad decisions financially. More- Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Most people are not ready financially. Most people are not ready to get married financially, let alone when they get married and a big crisis takes place. Then they make some desperate decisions, which is selling things that they should probably be sitting on. Mm-hmm. They sell it for pennies on a dollar. Go ahead, Adam. Let me ask you. I, I fully agree that the hardest thing to do is time the market. You know, they say that the one thing you need to know about investing is not timing the market. It's time in the market. We've all heard this before. Um, I've, I've learned this in real estate. You know I'm more of a real estate guy. I'm sorry. I've learned this in the stock market more stock market than a real estate guy, but what do you think is harder to time? It would be probably more appropriate to say it's harder to time the stock market because there's less, uh, there's more things going on that that, that you kind of got to be uh, pay attention to versus in the real estate market, it's interest rates, right? Uh, the job markets and um, obviously dealing with people's equities in their homes. But uh, as far as timing goes, because right, right now is That's the time. a very good question you're asking. I think it's a lot easier to time real estate than it is to time stock market. Yeah. You're 100% right. Mm-hmm. Last week was a weird day in the stock market. You guys see the stock market every day. Bam, 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 yeah, bam. Like, what the hell is going on? Right. Bam, bam. Walmart, Target. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's because of interest rate. Oh, it's because of that. But, you know, real estate, you know, it's not a as faster of a process. I want to go into car sales to show you something. But before I do, Tom, I'm going to give you the last word on uh, real estate before we move to the next topic. Uh, I. I was just going to say unemployment rate, Seattle's unemployment rate is almost 4%. It'd been hovering around 3.2, 3.4. But we we heard about layoffs at who? Microsoft, Amazon. So mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of tech layoffs. So, you, so you've got the Seattle going on. And to, to Pat's point, you know, the unemployment rate may not be a national figure you're looking at. It may be a local figure. That's a very good mm-hmm. point. That's and a so, very good point. So what you see here, Seattle is flagged. They were at 3.4, 3.5 the yep. end of the year. And with the things up there, one thing that I read is that the next next announcement is probably going to be 4%, 4.1 in Seattle. And what Pat just said is, Keep your eyes out when it hits 5% in your market. And if you're in a steady industry, you've got something else going, you have an opportunity. Rob, pull up what I just sent you right there. Tom, you just made me uh, Google unemployment rates by state. You'd be amazed who's the highest. Before you show it, before you show it, don't show it. Don't show it. I don't even want them to see it. What state do you think has the highest unemployment right now? What state has the lowest? Highest. highest. I just texted you the link. Which one has the highest? Very interesting, because this is where I was going, because the national unemployment rate is what, 3.5%? 3, 4, right 3, 5 right now. Okay, what cool. do you think is the highest? The lo- I don't think you're going to get it as your first. Just take one guess. You're not going to get it. I wouldn't have guessed I'm going to guess West Virginia. Los Angeles is not, you're saying California, Cali. so it's not Los California. Los Angeles, the, the lovely state of Los Angeles. I the, love that. What lovely state would LA. you say? <laughs> what state would you say? I'm saying an obscure state that, that has lost a lot of manufacturing jobs. It is a big jobs. city. No, it is a big state. City or state? It's a big state. Oh, I guessed but, West Virginia already. Okay, what I'll were you going to say? I'm going I'm to go to Texas. Okay, go for it. Click on it. Zoom in. It's Nevada. Nevada? Oh, damn. Nevada's 5%. Go up. No, no, go up in the bottom. Mm-hmm. No, no, the other way, the other way. The, yeah, right there. Zoom in right there. Wow. Nevada's 5. at 5.2%, guys. D.C.'s 4.7, Illinois 4.7, Oregon 4.5, Delaware 4.4. Mm. And by the way, go up to Washington. Up it's, to the by the way, on is Delaware map? that one guy, if you can go back there the other way. There you go. Is Delaware that one place where that guy lost his job who got a hold of that laptop? He, like, he got, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Delaware, right? Yep. That's probably affecting that. But keep yeah. going but down. But it has risen laptop but his, repair but his opportunities. Dad, <laughs> look right, at but this. His, his dad's taking care of him. He knows Utah's the lowest. Dakotas are the next. And it's Florida. Huh. 
Yeah, let's go, baby. It's a round of applause. It gets a round of applause. By the way, this is the kind of stuff that Governor Ron DeSantis can use when he's running. Yes. To say out of the, we are the number four lowest unemployment rate in America. Say something. Yeah. Say lowest something. in America. Interesting to see so this data. What, how are you processing Nevada almost double where entertainment. Utah is? It's entertainment. Yeah, think though. about the population yeah. too. I mean, it's North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. I mean, probably my sister was stationed, and there's a bunch of military bases there. I'm wondering if that, because, you know, if there's a base. I, I will tell you this about Nevada, though. Like, we just signed, uh, we're doing our next MGM event in August, right? And we get the whole MGM Grand Arena. Here's what happened. We just we are right now negotiating for the next couple years, two or three years to sign with them. And by the way, they're booked for four years. Did you hear what I said? MGM Grand Arena Convention Center is booked for four years. That's insane. Yep. So meaning I I convention business is back. So it's interesting. You're saying why is Nevada's un can you Google why is Nevada's unemployment rate the highest? Why is Nevada's unemployment rate the highest? What would it be? Is and so, Pat, they do an event like so. MGM does an event every weekend. Oh, is yeah. that what they're doing? Oh, so oh, they're yeah. booked for God. That's insane. Why? Why is yeah. Nevada's Nevada's unemployment rate jumps four point nine? The states uh, also saw the large Las Vegas's housing, housing market has cooled amid rising high. Okay, so what does that yep, have to do with unemployment? True. Zoom in. Nevada's unemployment rate four point nine. The state also has the largest increase from October point thirty percent, along with Oregon Department of Labor. God, Nevada's economy is still recovering from a step downturn and massive job losses during the first. Ever pandemic, the key hotel and entertainment industry in Las Vegas has bounced back as gamblers are returning. Okay, great. But the city's real estate market is as cool, along with other hotspots, amid a sharp increase in interest rates. Property managers in Las Vegas are seeing more available rentals. I have a, I have a theory as as you're reading this because you oh, talked boy. about the convention. Wait, wait, let's go to the chart. Keep going Pat, down. Let's go to the chart. Okay, they're just recovering is what yeah, it is. Well, so it's not it. up to four nine. They were at it's 30%. actually down to four nine. Yeah, yeah. they're at the, so they're like we're right. happy to be at the number oh, we are today. Well, I, I think that as you're telling me about the convention business, there's a difference between like corporations and people, just the average working person. Corporations, big events, everything that we do, Nalba, all massive events, that they're doing okay. They're back to business. That's business as normal. But the average person out there isn't exactly balling out in Vegas these days with inflation and interest rates right now. So they're a little bit more struggling versus what all the free money was being printed. That's how I'm processing the numbers. And uh, for people at home, Nalba is? Yeah, it's a great conference. Nalba is, a, you know, for them, though, Nalba is an insurance conference. Nalba is like, uh, one of the bigger, like, real estate does their biggest conferences. This is one of insurance's biggest conferences that they do. But, mm -hmm. again, so this isn't really the fact that Nevada is taking a hit. Nevada is just getting back into the convention business. All I'm saying to you is study that 5% unemployment number. That's the number I would be looking at in my market to look at whether it's time to buy a house or not. Rob, do we go to the next sponsor or do we do the car first? I say we do cars because it has to be in the first six minutes, 30 minutes, right? Or is it 25 minutes? First 30, but okay. we're at 924. I'm so. just going to do it right now for the okay. sake of it. So watch this. You guys heard me earlier when I talked about that co collectible card, uh, Wayne Gretzky card that we bought for 540 and sold it for $2.2 I'll never forget. It's, 11 it's midnight. Jen's laying next to me, and I said, babe, she says, babe, I'm sleeping. I said, babe, do you remember that, those cards I bought for 540 She says, yeah, what about it? I said, I just sold it for $2.2 million. And she says, what did you just say? I said, $2.2 million. In 18 months. Wow. From 540 to $2.2 million. That same card six months later sold for $3.75 million. Do you know why? Because cards and art, people didn't trust cards and art. It's been said that art, 80% of it has been what? Fraud. Has been fraud. And card, there's been a lot of fraud because it would cut the sides and all this stuff. What change collectible cards as well as art is companies like Masterworks, like PSA. Masterworks, who we decided to team up with to make our sponsors, has become an alternative investment for people to consider. When you look at art, I can give you a lot of different data when it comes down to art. Goldman Sachs and BlackRock say the days of uh, there's no alternative investment are over. Uh, RIA reports 88% of surveyed advisors intend to increase allocations to alternatives over the next two years with over half, which is 53%, raising allocations all the way to 15% of your allocations going in alternative investments. So if you may be watching this and saying, Pat, I, I can't afford a Banksy. I can't afford a Picasso. I don't know if they're right or wrong. 
don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. What Masterworks does is they go do all the verification. They deal directly with the SEC. Every single thing you buy with them, it's qualified with the SEC and it's broken into shares. So if a Banksy piece is $2 million and you can't afford to buy it for $2 million, but you can invest $20,000, you can own a share of Banksy oh, art wow. now or a piece of Pablo Picasso art now. And we see the numbers when you see what's going on with art. So Masterworks' last three exits have delivered 17, 21, and 33% of net returns. Net returns. So having said that, they have nearly 600,000 members, and paintings have sold out in minutes, but you can get priority access to be part of a Masterworks as long as you're part of Valuetainment. It's by invitation only. There's going to be a link below if you do want to participate in art as an alternative investment, you may want to look into Masterworks. Rob, let's make sure to put their links below for them to request an invitation to be part of the other 600,000 members. So having said that, let's go into cars. I want to talk about cars here. I saw some data this morning, and it was really interesting, okay? Folks, if I can tell you to subscribe to anything today, go subscribe to Wall Street Journal. We don't make money off of it. Go subscribe to what they're saying with their tweet. Their uh, newspaper, I still get newspaper. I go to this restaurant. This lady told me, I can't see the Think about the last time I saw a man reading a newspaper. And I think she was trying to say, I'm getting older yeah. because I like newspapers. Exactly what she was saying. Subscribe to their article. Subscribe to their newspapers. The content they're making right now is so center, which is what we need. They're not Fox. They'll call out Trump. They'll call out DeSantis. They're not CNN. They'll call out Biden. They'll call out the administration. They're who you want to talk to. They're doing a phenomenal job today, uh, Wall Street journalists. So I saw this video. If you can pull up this video, by the way, that I sent you. And on Wall Street Journal, this video shows a guy who owns a dealership, what it looked like just a few months ago versus today. Watch how he describes this. Turn on. There you go. Go ahead. If you turn around and you look, everything you see is new. That's 10 rows, each with about 15 cars. That's probably 150, 175 cars. It's what you'd expect to see at a car dealership like Adam Lee's. But let's rewind eight months. <laughs> oh I haven't walked out here in a while. This is. They don't have any cars. Wow. Last year, new car sales fell to their lowest level in over a decade, as shoppers saw more asphalt than cars on dealer lots. There is no cars to sell a year ago. Now, fast forward to today. Dealers like Adam Lee finally have more cars to sell, but rising interest rates are making those cars harder to afford. Okay, you can pause it right here. So there's a couple things when I saw this video and a couple charts uh, 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 that I wanted to share with you. So first of all, we all know a year ago, I'm trying to buy a car for my family, for my you can't get a car. You can't get chips. The prices are ridiculous. Then you see some of these numbers. Go to the next chart that they're showing based on auto sales. Okay, so this is inventory, okay, inventory. For about two years, America, for the first time ever, we're talking to since decades, our inventory was less than a million. Prior to COVID, look at 2020. If you look at 2020, you see that number, 3 million? Yeah, almost 3 million. Prior to 2020... The, and American dealerships, dealerships in America for decades were always above 3 million. We always had 3 million cars in inventory for decades. It dropped to less than a million. You see that number right there, 788, which was July of 2022. It's come up to 1.172 million. It still hasn't come up. We got a lot of room to come up to, uh, what do you call it, the average of 3 million plus. Can you go to the next chart, which was kind of interesting to think about? This is the number of day supplies automakers have. Jeep has enough supply for 125 days. Jeep. Can you zoom in a little closely to see who's second, third, if we can see it? Okay, number two, is, is that Buick? Buick. Buick, Volvo, Chrysler. Well, Buick Dodge. should have enough yeah. supply for years. Uh, <laughs> Volvo, Chrysler, Dodge, Jaguar, Ram, Infiniti. Okay, go to the bottom now. Go to the bottom. All the way at the bottom is Toyota. Can you go to the next slide so we know what Toyota's days are? So that's 152. Toyota only has 27.7 days of supply. Wow. Which means Toyota, Kia, Honda, Lexus is selling. Even Land Rover. Hmm. BMW is selling. So Porsche is selling. That's yeah. a, a Mercedes is selling. Facet and Buick. So go to the next slide. Go to the next slide that we have here. Average new vehicle transaction price. Go three years ago. $32,000. The average car today, Vinny, is $47,000. Honestly, Tom... How the hell are people making these car payments? By the way, here's how I want you to look at this. 
This is the thought that was scary for me. Can you go do me a favor? Pull up a, a, a calculator. Just pull up a calculator. Uh, 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 car auto payment calculator. Type in auto car payment calculator. I see where you're going. I'd the, also like to know how many months, the average number of months people are on those car loans. It used to be 60, five years. I'm wondering if they're going longer because the car's more expensive. Why don't we do this together? Let's just do this together. Go to auto loan calculator. Zoom in a little bit. Put $32,000 price. $32,000. Stay on six months. Go to, what were the rates uh, three years ago in 2019? 1%? 2%? What do you want to put it, Tom? You, you could get three. Let's just use yeah. three. Average credit, 3%. Okay, put ago. 3%. Down payment, let's put zero. We're zero. putting zero down payment. Yeah. Okay? And then pick state. I don't know. Go to Florida. Let's just do Florida to Florida. Okay? Uh, or matter of fact, go to California. Go yeah, to California. Came from. Go to California. Okay, go to California. Whatever is fine. Calculate. Calculate. What's the payment? Five seventy-five. Where do you see it? Five seventy-five is the payment. Okay, so that's what. That's at the average price of a car three years ago, which was thirty-two k. Okay, and we're using three percent interest rate. Payment is five seventy-five. No okay? money down. No money down. Which is no money down. Fine. Now go to take that take that thirty-two thousand. Make it forty-seven thousand. Leave the time. What do you want to put it at, 7% or 6.5? Let's just use 6.5. Go to 6.5. Everything stays the same. Calculate. 919. Jesus Christ. So let me get this straight. It's like two cars. You went from 575 to 919. The income hasn't increased. Nope. Your income hasn't increased. What is the number on that 575 on 919 if we do the math? Is that an increase of uh, uh, 70%? Jesus. 919 minus 575, 345 divided by 575. That's 60% increase in car payments. In three years, Vinny. Oh, my God. In three years. We're not in four years. We're not talking about an increase. By the way, meanwhile, all those money that they spent to people, they've spent. Okay? So so when people are like, well, America's going to be fine. Real estate's going to be fine. Economy's going to be fine. Really? The only way this is going to be fine is what's the average income in America in 2019? Pull up average income in America in 2019. What is the median income? Whatever you want to... Not household. Individual? Individual income in okay, 2019. Individual income is probably closer to 40 grand. What, household, it, it, 68. Yeah. Fine. No problem. Let's use household. Go household income in 2019 at 68. What's household income today? What's household income in 2023? What is the show? 60. Wait, how much? 74, 75. Okay, so let's do the math here. Here's why I want you to know problem is coming because the American family is going to feel this. So that's an increase of $7,000. $7,000. So their income has increased 10%, but the average car payment has increased 60%. You explain to me how American families are going to make up that 50% like this. There's only a couple things that happens. Layoffs. Or a big-ass increase is a 50%. Companies cannot pay 50% increase today. So what's going to happen next? Auto, 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 selling of cars, prices of cars are going to go down. Okay, mm-hmm. You're going to see people who are trying to sell their homes. It's going to go down. This is bigger than people think. As much as we talk about home prices, what do you think people buy more of, cars or homes? Cars. The first way to judge if people can afford to buy houses, if they can uh. afford to buy what? A car. a car. Yeah, so if they can't afford to buy a car today, how in the hell are they going to buy a house today? <laughs> and then what is the seller going to do? Doesn't the seller need more qualified buyers? Mm-hmm. Guess what? Qualified buyers are decreasing. Qualified buyers are decreasing. So this is a very interesting season we're going to go into in the next 6, 12 months. If you own your car today, uh, uh, good for you. If you're about to go buy a car today, brace for impact. You're going to see it in the payments. If you haven't already, if you haven't already, Tom, you're doing some math there. So I'm curious to know what yes, you're thinking. I did. Average length of a car loan, 2019, 59.5 months, six years, Jeez. right? 60. Average length today, 69.7 months, almost 70. Ladies and gentlemen, 72 is one more year. So the, how is Americans dealing with it? If Rob could go back there and plug in 72 months. Just plug in 72 on the 47. Adam, yep. how happy is Adam? Because Adam does not have a car. You, this whole time, it's still. It's still. It's still. Like this. Now Adam take a look. Like, it's still 790. Do me a favor. Matter of fact, let's play this game. Go to 84, which is seven years. Go to 84. 
That's By the way, the longer you go, the higher they increase the rates. But it's fine. Of go course. to 84. It's what? 697. Go to 96. Jesus. To get to the same payment, go to 108. Oh, my God. We're going to play this game. Go to 108. What was the number? 575? 575. You're officially You're, at it. Oh, Instead of 60 payments of 575 to afford today's car, you have to make an additional 48 payments. Oh, my God. Yeah, but how much has the cost gone up? How much more interest are you paying? That's the number it that I want to know. It doesn't matter. The average family doesn't think about interest. They think what they can afford on a monthly payment. Yeah, but that's the exact opposite of what you should be thinking. It's not about what you should be, Adam. We're not sitting here talking about what people should be doing. The average family sitting there saying, I need a freaking SUV. I need something. I can only afford five seventy-five. They don't care about interest rates. When I bought my first Mitsubishi Eclipse when I was in the Army, you know what my interest rate was? F Mac, if you're listening, F U, 33%. Yeah. 33%? Well, F Mac out of Kentucky, Clarksville, if you're out there, I don't know if you're still in business. They gave this 18 year old kid a Mitsubishi Eclipse 33% of my interest rate. What? I paid it. Jesus. Freaking, it was a $5,300 loan, but I have to, it took me, you know, I'm still paying He's off still the paying it yesterday was your last Parked payment. Parked outside. I come to work <laughs> with outside. it. That's right. One of the tires is missing. You know, we push it every morning when we come here. You can't say that people can't care about the interest rates. I didn't you tell know you. They care. I didn't tell you that. No, Adam. Okay. You care. I care. Yes. We care. Yes. People care more about the payment than the interest rate. And that's why they're idiots. That's why most, most people are living paycheck I, I to paycheck and they can't afford it. I didn't tell you whether they're idiots or not. They listen yeah. to this content because they want to change. Yeah. They listen to sauce because they want to change. Mm -hmm. The people that are listening to you, they're saying, I agree with you. I want to learn from you. Yeah. But the average person today who is the majority is only looking at payment. And guess how they're going to be financing? You know what, John? Can you by any chance make it 108 months? Can you by any chance make it yeah. 96? The salesperson doesn't say, do we well, <laughs> Mr. Jones, do you really realize how much more interest you're going to pay? The salesperson's like, I don't care what we make it. Sell it so I can make my commission. Yeah. That's what the car salesman's well, going to be doing. We all know that the big money in cars, just as you're seeing this, Finance. is not on buying the car. Yeah. It's the financing. Oh. That's how they can go from making two, three, five grand to 20 grand off a customer. Because <sighs> if a customer's like, I just want to be at a $400 payment, it's like, yeah, right, well, get years. ready to make those $400 payments for the, the next 30 life. years, buddy. Yeah. Let me read a couple quick super Jeez. chats here. One is Scott Rodriguez, a who is on uh, wheels. By the way, I think by the end of March, starting April, we're only going to have members be able to comment. A lot of people are becoming members. If you haven't yet become a member, you may want to. Starting April, we will only be reading. Uh, members will only be able to see their comments. Everybody else, you won't be seen in April. But you got a month to become a member. Scott said, and I'm going to say this in the friendliest way, good morning, home team. The live show was amazing. By the way, we had a sick event last oh. week live. It was phenomenal. I had a great time. Tip take uh, takeaways from the live show. PBD is a stallion. I don't know what that means. BizDoc is an OG. Vinny is one handsome stud. And Adam definitely <laughs> looks his age. Which, <laughs> Why is everybody always talking shit to Adam? Like, not even one good compliment. It's not cool, man. But, hey, Scott, I enjoy talking to you. You're an absolute stud of a guy. Jesse just comment, uh, gave a super chat. I've been selling... CDJR for six years now. Sales have a lot to do with your team, and the industry is filtering out the lame and average salesman that got in these last three years and didn't sharpen their skills and relationship. Jesse, I agree. The same is in many different industries. These are different times. Relationship matters a lot in industry today. So, Tom, before we go into the next story, any final thoughts on the cards, or can we go to the next one? So no, guys, let's go to the next story. Right, I, think the next story. Uh, I think we've run that one. Adam, you, All right, you lab leak. Lab leak. Oh, I know. Lab <laughs> lab. <laughs> You okay? I, he He's looks so thinking. Scott's is John. Listen, you can't it's say just, nice. Yeah. Adam, certain people yeah, yeah. become sexier as they age. Trust me, you're in that category. You got nothing to worry about. Guys, All right. When I tell you I'm not worried, Lab, I'm not worried. By the way, just so you guys know, he was worried. Cam I We texted the camera to go off his eye because he was crying. So yeah, it's, all, it's okay, Adam. Scott's it's going to be all right. It up mm -hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. very quick. So Thank you for the love. Lab leak. Lab leak. <laughs> Most likely the origin of COVID-19 pandemic energy department now says. This is a Wall Street Journal story. When this was said, people lost their minds. How dare you tell me Racist. I made the wrong decision following Fauci and science? How dare you do something like that? Well, 
The U.S. Energy Department has concluded with low confidence, low confidence that the COVID pandemic most likely arose from a laboratory leak. The conclusion is the result <laughs> of new intelligence and is significant because the agency has considerable scientific expertise and oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. The FBI previously came to the conclusion that the pandemic was likely the result of a lab leak in 2021 with moderate confidence and it still holds this view. The Energy Department Department now joins the FBI in saying the virus likely spread via a mishap at a Chinese laboratory. China, which has placed limits on investigations by the World Health Organization, has disputed that the virus could have leaked from one of its labs and has suggested it emerged outside of China. <laughs> do you, but do, you, do you hear what you're saying? The low confidence, moderate confidence. And I hate when people say stuff like, man, I hate to say I told you so. I don't. Like, I don't know if I'm a, I'm a psychic or... Or, or what's going on with me, Pat? I know, I'm pretty sure you're in the same camp. We were all right. We were right about the lab leak. We were right about natural immunity. We were right about the mask. We were right about lockdowns. We were right about the vaccines, the boosters, ivermectin, Dr. Fauci being a little rat, the who. Like, how, how am I just so right about all this? Like, do I have a crystal ball? <laughs> like, how do we know, but all these people didn't? And the fact that they're still coming up, was it, I think it was John Kirby yesterday, Pat. He comes out and he was like... Because uh, somebody from, I'm shocked that they asked him, they're like, are, how do you guys feel about the gain-of-function research? Are you guys doing it? He said it's necessary for us to, now they're saying that, yes, we, we do uh, gain-of-function, but we have to, to figure out this next step. And I sent Rob this link, Rob, on, on Slack. I'm worried, Pat, because Joe Biden said eight months ago, or I think almost a year ago, he goes, hey, guys, we need money for all this and all that because a second pandemic is coming. Joe Biden said that verbatim. And it scares me, Pat, because we had people like uh, Lee Ming, Dr. Yimin uh, uh, Young. She was on uh, Tucker Carlson last night. She worked for the Chinese uh, government. And she said this was, she's, this is a doctor, Pat. This is not just a regular citizen. That I just had her on. Up. I had her on two and a half years ago. Okay, so you know, and what did she say? Two years ago. She goes, the government leaked this to destroy the economy. We of- got a strike for that, and they took it down within 48 hours. And, and Do you that- remember that virologist? Yep. We yeah. got a strike, and they took it out within 48 hours. And so, think, and so, and going to my next point. Yeah. Doesn't that scare? That should scare the, the average American that this all came out. China is so protected by our media, by our government, and I just it just goes to me to ask the question: By the NBA. why? What, Pat? Hold on, Tom. Why? Why is it because we owe them all this money? Is it because they they know certain things about it? Like, can you somebody make make it make sense to me? How? Why? You know, you know what you know what I think is needed, Tom. Do you know uh, that uh, movie, Aaron Brockovich? Is that the movie, Aaron Brockovich? Yeah, yeah. The, Julia Roberts. It's the story, I mean, obviously Julia Roberts, but what is the story about? The story is about uh, chromium, which is a, there's a chromium chemical that was used to help lubricate pumps at water uh, treatment and water pumps that was in um, in desert community in California. That chromium, at a certain percentage, caused tremendous cancers and sterility as and uterine problems in the people and Aaron Brockovich and another attorney went out there and discovered that they had covered up the spills and the disposal of the chromium. Yeah. And so Aaron Brockovich brought it to light. And, and who was Aaron Brockovich? Aaron Brockovich was basically a paralegal that had the guts to go out and do the research and she partnered with a law firm. And you can read the true story of her, uh, well covered by the LA Times. I don't usually give them credit but they've written a lot of stories about the real Aaron Brockovich and the real story. And she was a whistleblower. So here's what she ended up doing, right? She went up against the most powerful people, a case against Pacific Gas and Electric Company. Which is right? basically a government entity exactly. in California. And, and involving groundwater contamination in Hinkley, California. And did she end up winning? Did oh, she yeah. end up exposing them? Did lobbyists lose their minds did they have to settle for $333 million, the largest settlement ever paid in a direct action lawsuit in the United States history to that date? Yes, she did that. You know what's needed today? What's needed today is one of these relentless lawyers who is not going to give up until they get to the bottom of it. I don't want to say the following line that many of us have said, including myself. You think they're ever going to be held accountable? No, they're not. Da, 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 da. I don't want to say that. I'm convinced somebody lost a relative, a family, based on the decision that was made. 
is going to spend and dedicate the rest of their lives to proving all the stupid things that they did. Force, manipulate, and that person's going to dedicate their lives to it until we find out about it. I think the, the market today, just think about this was a niche market in California. We're not talking about a huge, yeah. We're talking about, and this ended up becoming a national thing, right? We're talking COVID that came from China that the president said the China virus, and the lady says, you can't call it China virus. Right. Why do you call it China virus? And he said, because it came from China. China. The flu called the Spanish flu. flu. It's not offensive when they say the Spanish flu because that's where it came from. So moving forward, everybody has to start calling it the China virus. This is it. Somebody, I believe, that's a true believer, is going to go investigate this, and then all of a sudden they're going to say, holy shit. Yeah. If a true believer, if the true believers rise up and go out there and do this, it's going to be a scary sight for a lot of people. Yeah, I feel like we're living in reality programming, and this is a Netflix special called COVID Confessions, and we're in the middle of season one, episode six. <laughs> Masks don't really work. The The virus did come from a lab in China. You know, the vaccine will not prevent you from getting it. The vaccine has side effects. My goodness, I just feel like we're in COVID Confessions, season one, episode six, and it just keeps going. But it really makes me nervous about... Because we know, why do we get flu shots back in the day each year? Because the flu runs around the globe. The normal annual flu runs around the globe. Um, and Because you have winter in the southern hemisphere, winter in the northern hemisphere. Starts Australia, comes up to us. They know what the strains are going to be. And you go in and get your simple little $15 flu shot. These things, influenza and flu-like um, viruses, and I'm not an epidemiologist or anything, but the next version of it, you know, is usually tougher. And so I just, this part of it makes me nervous, but the front part of it makes me disgusted because I think we, every week, there's some sort of a discussion. Can you pull out what I just sent you, by the way? Can yeah. you pull out what I just sent yeah. you? I think this highlights exactly what we stand for here is the concept of open discussion and debate. Mm -hmm. So for years, if you had an opinion, mm -hmm. nobody knew for sure, yeah. like, I agree. No matter what you say, you didn't know for sure. You had an opinion, but you're entitled to your opinion. The problem is what happened with big tech and collusion with the government is that they shut down opinions. They shut down discourse. You, you were shadow banned. You were flagged. You were censored. You were striked. Um, you were potentially canceled for expressing an, an opinion. Okay, and, I, and I'm highlighting that opinion here. I love that. And that is exactly what we stand for here is like you tried to set up a debate with two different types of doctors and one wouldn't come on, pretty prominent doctor, because he didn't want to go against the narrative of the uh, basically the bat versus yeah. the lab situation. Yeah. One was Which, Dr. Mike, yeah. who's a famous YouTuber. The other one was Dr. Paul Offit. Dr. Mike agreed to come three times. He said, yes, yes, yes. Then he said he's busy, and then he made it 50 other videos two weeks later, and as busy as he was, he was not busy. He was frightened. Yes. He was afraid is what he was. And every other week, Fauci would be on his YouTube channel. So God forbid if he was disloyal to Fauci and the CDC. Dr. Mike is not somebody who uh, uh, was willing to sit down and have a real educated debate with another qualified doctor. With a nice resume of Stanford, Harvard educated, no, because anybody that disagreed with uh, uh, Fauci was not really, they really didn't trust science. That's right. what You're they were. You're given a platform to a lot of people uh, on those things, including Robert Kennedy. I mean, so the invitation's been open to come. Uh, have PBD moderate, you know, productive debate between people, and you've you've spoken, you've had interviews with Robert Kennedy and others. Yeah, but what, and, but here's my question too about what why, I, and I'm going to keep saying why why is the government so low moderate? They don't want to point at at China, and why does the government the government and Fauci still have that stance? They got skin in the game. That lab we were sending money, our government with Fauci right, with the Eco Health Alliance, I guess, to do gain of function, and it leaked. They have skin in the game. They have to be like, well, we kind of, it's not, it's not going to be a definite point, but we're not stupid. We get it. You know what I mean? But it, like you said, Pat, it's going to take one person, hope to God, to be like, okay, listen, enough is enough. Point the finger. Still to this day, you mean three years later, I can't say it came from China? Well, uh, 
do they own us that much that I can't yeah. say it out well, loud I think without being racist or conspiracy theorists? Because on the way here, Pat, I watched like eight videos of just MSNBC and everybody going, Trump, what a, what a, raci what a racist, divisive. And if, if we let him say China and call it the China virus, I don't give a shit. Maybe we'd be, you know, we'd be closer to finding out, hey, who leaked it? Who's the person? That lab doesn't have hundreds of thousands of people. How many of you people were in there? Which one of you did it and why? Who the hell are you? Do you mm -hmm. have ties to anybody? If we don't get to that, that point, it's going to happen again, just like Joe Biden said it's going to happen again. And, and Rob at one point could play that video. The president of the United States said eight months ago, another pandemic is coming. Can you play, Pat, this is, this is Joe Biden eight months ago saying he needs more money, and this is what he said about another pandemic. Watch. We do need more money. But we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. What? And that's not something Is he a psychic? How do, you, well. how do you know that's a second pandemic is coming? Fairly well. that's why you we can stop it, Rob. How does he know? How do well, you know? I, I don't, I mean, because we've had... Ebola and SARS, the, yeah, these things occur. So it's not, I'm not. They're not back to back. I, though. I'm they not going to go years. conspiracy theory not, that he's planning the next pandemic. No, no, I didn't say he's planning it. I'm but, saying, how does he know? Hold on. Don't, I hate when you do this conspiracy shit. It ain't a conspiracy. He, pandemics don't happen every year, Adam. They happen in 10 years, in 20. When's the last pandemic? Was well, it global 2001? Global. A hundred years ago. But, but if you're talking about SARS and Ebola. 10 years, 2001. 2001 Obama, but how does how do you how can you say what's what, your point? My my point is he's there. If we don't get to the root of it and say okay, this is what happened because we're scared about offending a country that I don't give a shit about. Who gives a shit? All right, well then now, now I agree with you. Okay, if, if you want to get to the point, let's get to the point. Thank you. The point is this. Yes. China needs to be held accountable. Period. Okay. Seven, that, seven like, million dead. That's where I'm going with okay. this. I'm not going to yeah, I got you. to you know all different sorts of places. So the problem with China, Pat hit the nail on the head with the Aaron Brockovich thing. China has denied, denied, denied. They've cover up. They've been uh, not not cooperating with any of the organizations. They're not letting people in there to to, to basically find out exactly what happened here. And in any unsolved mystery, you want to know what the hell happened, who did it, what's the reason why. Now, intelligence eighties. Uh, agencies, committees have, with confidence, have basically said that it is that it is a lab mishap, not a act of aggression or a bioweapon purposely put out there. But why would China want to basically promote more of the bat theory than the lab theory? Because if it is the lab theory, they are 100% accountable because that's a government agency within China, part of the government. If it is the bat theory... Bats fucking fly. It could have come from anywhere, Mongolia, Korea, whatever. One of those things. You're one of those things that happened to be here. Some hungry Chinese guys saw the bat that flew in, yeah. took a bite out of its head in a wet market. It, it's it easier to kind of maneuver your way out of that. So that's China's premise. But at the end of the day, I'm not going wild conspiratorial thing here. What I do want to find out, much like you, is... What exactly happened with China and get some answers? Yeah. Because the end of the day, and then here's the biggest thing is how much money was printed? How many lives were lost? How many potential lawsuits, global lawsuits, could be held liable against China? 